morning, good morning. Good to see a few people jumping on. Uh, morning, crew. Good to see you. The 4th of November. I hope you're well, wherever you are. Jason here. Joining you for another Wealth Coffee Chat. Hey, good to see you, Alison. Property and valuation module. Well, that'd be interesting. It'd be very cool. Very interesting to see what comes of that, Alison. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you get up to at uni uh, when it comes to that space. It'd be uh, it'd be quite cool to see what the academic world says about valuations. So, team, uh, anyway, good to see you. Let's have a bit of a Wealth Coffee chat this morning. If you don't know who I am, most of you should, by the way, unless you've been living under a rock or you're new. If you're new, give us a shout-out. Say new in the chat or tell us where you're dialing in from. But, uh, well, we get a chance. Quick shout-out to the regulars, Sharon, Stephen, Alison, Andrew, Chris. Good morning to you guys. Great to see uh, Great to see you up and about. Not so early, but, uh, you know, early enough. You know, a reasonably early wor- early bird gets the worm. <laughs> they say, they say. Tanya, how are you? Yep, almost Friday, almost Friday, thankful Thursday today. Hey, listen, today I wanted to talk to you about the uh, largest price gap in dollar terms ever in Sydney's history. Crazy times, interesting times, amazing times when it comes to the house price and, um, you know, are we in for something? Is there something in this for us as property investors that we might, um, you know, want to take away from it and have a think about where we're at? Uh, you know, and has the time of the uh, the apartment come when it, when it might it might just outperform housing? Uh, you know, freestanding freestanding houses in one way, shape, or form um, at some point. Is is a regular house out of the reach of a regular everyday most of Australian most of the population? Uh, because in many countries, team, many countries that is the case. You know, uh, established older countries have been around for many more hundreds and sometimes even thousands of years. Uh, you know, some of them have lifetime uh, rentals. People live in houses and they 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 hand those rentals on to someone else in their family. Um, and so in Australia, you know, we, from, a, from a, uh, a European settlement point of view, it's a very young country when it comes to the infrastructure, the housing infrastructure that we have, um, you know, respecting our, you know, native um, traditional owners of Australia. Um, I'm talking about the infrastructure that came with the European settlement. So largest gap ever in, in history when it comes to the uh, Sydney house prices, I'm going to chuck a, chuck a question out there right now in the chat. Um, as a dollar term, what gap, like just um, as a dollar term, that gap is $430,000, all right, grand. That's a pretty significant gap between the average, average uh, house price and the average unit price in Sydney. But is it is it the largest percentage gap in Australia? The answer is no. There's a percentage gap. Tell me right now in the chat. Have a think about this. Which one of the Australian cities has the largest percentage gap, not dollar gap, largest percentage gap between the house price and the unit price? Gang, okay. 
Um, chuck it in the chat. Let's see if someone can can get this one. The largest gap in percentage terms, not dollar terms. I've already given you that one, $430,000. Sydney uh, in median house price compared to median unit price. Which city in Australia um, is that one? And I, I can tell you now it's not Darwin. <laughs> uh, Bob's given it a nudge. He said Melbourne. Um, let's see what the rest of you guys think. Um, let's have a bit of a look. So the gap right now, the national gap around the country is 30%. We've got 30% of um, of a difference between the average house price and the average uh, unit price. Now, uh, on the surface of it, on the surface of it, on the surface of it, when you look at the median bunched in all together, that's not that significant. That's kind of about right. You know, it's been traveling at about sort of, you know, 25, um, you know, 20 to 25% average for a reasonable amount of time. And if you have a look at this kind of average line here, you know, check it out. There was a gap, and this is what I want everyone to think about right now, okay? What I want you to notice and look at is uh, at another time in history, uh, you know, history doesn't exactly repeat itself, but Andy Fenton, my good mate, he says history doesn't repeat itself exactly, um, but it is a good mimic, all right? It mimics itself often. So have a look at this. Right here, you've got history and the gap between the median house price uh, and the median unit price, let's say, in 2011 was quite small. And, you know, let's call that, let's call it uh, 10% for round numbers. It's probably closer to sort of 12 or 13%, but give it 10%, all right? So right now, the gap is three times that it has been in previous times. So just think about this in a minute. I'm going to ask you, um, uh, this is from, Alison, this is from the RP Data um, Company. Um, and uh, however they put their data together, it's it's interesting. Which 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 is good. You ask, um, you know, there's a difference between a median value, folks, and an average value, uh, and then depending on how uh, statistic companies look at things, you know, it'll come out one way or another. I always like the idea of keeping, you know, using the same provider because then there's some some patterns in the data. Okay, I like RP data, they're good. Um, so let's have a look at this and we'll get around to this in a minute because I'm going to ask you guys a question. Um, what do you guys think? Tell me in in your thoughts, in your mind, what do you guys think about this idea when it comes to this gap now being three times its historic lows compared to highs? What might happen? What do you think might happen? What's what's historically happened in the past when it comes to this gap? But let's have a look at the winners, uh, and I probably wouldn't call it the winners. It might be might be the winners or the losers um, uh, when it comes to the largest percentage gap in Australia at this point in time, as of June twenty one, um, uh, 21 of June, about the median gap. Let's have a look at this. Well, Perth has a 38% gap, okay? So right now, if you were investing in Perth, you might say it would be prudent to get a piece of the um, 
the median value of Perth houses, right? Okay, still quite inexpensive. You check out the yield and you go, well, that might look quite good. There's quite a large gap to, uh, you know, the next one. If we say the, the, the big five cities in Australia, the big five um, we're looking at right now, you look have at uh, Melbourne. And if you look at the differences in the gaps, team, uh, of, you know, these times here, 20% to 40%. So we've got a, like a, uh, a 20 points gap over here. If we're looking at sort of Melbourne averaging around about 15, call it 15, we've got a, a 35% gap. So that's pretty good um, when it comes to uh, Melbourne uh, from its lows, uh, not as of today, but at another time. And uh, if we have a look at Adelaide, okay, Adelaide sort of bounced along the bottom here, 25 to 53, call that, you know, 25% um, from its historic lows. Um, and uh, let's have a look at Sydney. You know, Sydney right now, around that 20 uh, up to 54, so let's call that 30%. Uh, but the gap in Sydney is $430,000, which is massive, right? Okay. Um, and last but not least, well, not last but not least, we've got Brisbane uh, on a 58% gap. But you have a look at this, kind of 20% to almost 60% up there. So I'm going to round that up to 60%. All right. So I'm going to call the gap. Over here, uh, the compression gap. Hopefully, you're following along here and sort of sticking with my my thinking. The compression gap between apartments and um, uh, houses from previous market movements, forty percent. So the the history of forty percent more compression there. Uh, and last but not least, folks, look at this. And who's the winner? We've got Ashley. Uh, we've got Stephen. You guys nailed it when it comes to the last. Look at this. Unreal. 25 to 70. Um, you know, we're looking at certainly, you know, a pretty significant compression when it comes to the gap. Uh, <laughs> look, at, check this out. Just brrr, like onwards and upwards uh, when it comes to this stuff. Um, uh, and, we, you know, we're, we're talking sort of 40% close enough there. So, what does that mean for us as property investors when it comes to this gap? I call this the compression gap, right? Compress. If the median unit price there could close the gap, that 40% gap, and get back to this average, call it 25%, okay, um, how much value, how much upside value does that represent? Um, and this one's probably, uh, call that closer to 50%, right? So think right now, if this price increased enough to close the gap, what would that be? And that would be, you know, 650000 Okay, so hopefully you're following along here. Right now what we've got, is we've got the house price stretching out in front of the unit price, uh, houses being unaffordable for the majority of buyers, 
And then how far or how much can those apartment prices compress, well, catch up basically, or compress compared to the house price? And so for me right now, what does that mean to us as property investors? Well, I think the unit um, value in comparison um, right now, I would give it five stars, right? Five stars when it comes to the marketplace and looking at a few opportunities out there for us to invest in, all right? Because you've got a 50% gap here, a possible compression opportunity, pretty significant compression gap. You know, this could compress in comparison to last time, you know, close to 40%. This could compress 30%. Sydney still, you know, Adelaide, uh, Melbourne's 35% compression from, from lows. So when you think about it and you think about the affordability, you know, it sticks out quite significantly. For me, this one all day long, all day long, median unit price in Melbourne, I think, is undervalued. We've chatted about this before. And then come down here and you've really got, um, you know, the Brisbane story uh, also. Now, Canberra is a great story. Um, it's a little bit more different um, when it comes to that, those apartment um, qualities and things like that. They don't build as, uh, as many apartments down there um, at certain times. So there you go. Did that make sense? Do you guys are you guys following along? The gap was smaller in previous years, and now it's stretched ahead because the house price has taken off faster than the apartment price. And now that apartment price will compress; it will catch back up, and probably get to that gap, the smaller gap, which means that price can rise. Anyway, talking around in circles. But the outcome, the point is that the unit market is going to get some attention from the buyers now that, you know, if you have a look at the median house price um, in a lot of these places, you know, um, you know, Sydney and Melbourne, you know, Sydney median house price 1.2, uh, where's Melbourne's, um, uh, you know, almost a million bucks. You know, they're pretty significant. Those cities are going to get some attention when it comes to um, this um, this stuff. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Ashley's saying, you know, a four-bedroom, two-bedroom, two-bathroom, a million bucks in Canberra. Yeah, yeah crazy times, hey? Um, and, uh, you know, that sort of that, that pricing will catch up, um, Ashley, you know, um, and flow through into sort of median and average values as well. Um, Bob still doesn't like strata fees. Fair enough, Bob. Um, and uh, I'd sort of agree nine times out of ten, unless unless you have a, a building that you buy into that that actually brings uh, brings extra value for those fees. Um, and uh, we might talk about that at another time when it comes to the quality of these uh, opportunities in apartments. When it comes to infrastructure, location, you know, um, amenity, those sorts of things can add some excellent value, excellent value. All right, folks, well, maybe that was a little bit of a short one today, um, but uh, hopefully you're awesome and well wherever you are. Hopefully that wasn't too data-heavy, data-driven uh, this morning. 
Um, so, but uh, you guys, uh, you guys, leave me a comment in the chat if there's something that you think uh, you'd like me to discuss at some point. Um, good opportunity in that space when it comes to considering the idea that apartments might play uh, a small but powerful part in your portfolio. Um, and uh, just maybe, just maybe, my call very soon in this next decade, I think the apartment world will be uh, very, very competitive in comparison to the house world as we get different generations come through wanting different things. So anyway, that doesn't mean you shouldn't buy a house. Absolutely add land to your portfolio. Land is fantastic, but as we always know, a little bit of design on your portfolio when it comes to your diversification and your property style and your location. Uh, super important. You guys know this um, as, we, as we go. So, all right, folks, that's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. I forgot to say, if you're still here, just remember this thing's a marathon, not a sprint, and it's all about buying well and never sell when it comes to property investing. Had to get my little sayings in there at least every time, every day. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm waffling on, talking rubbish now. Anyway, see you guys. You guys be good. Take care. See you tomorrow, around about the same time, 8.05. Bye-bye.